Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm really pumped about this topic because I think it's going to be super impactful. We're talking about two ways to get ourselves moving, to take action, to chase those big dreams, or even just the little goals in the day-to-day. And this idea was sparked by a conversation with my fiance, Sina, about how we individually get ourselves motivated and stay motivated. And it's drastically different. So I want to kind of set the stage so I can dive into this content. Have you ever noticed that it's not normally the actual plan, like the minute details of the plan that really matter, whether that's headed towards, you know, a goal at work or in your career or just a mini goal that you're working towards in your health and fitness or in your business. We think that it's the plan that matters. We spend a lot of time creating the plan, but really it's normally one of two things. It's either number one, our ability to get ourselves excited about the plan that will make us follow through. Or number two, our ability to get ourselves excited about what the plan could provide in terms of results by following the plan that makes us want to stay the course. And Sina and I were chatting about this topic because we're both motivated extremely differently. What gets us pumped up, what keeps us pumped up, what helps us stay consistent is actually kind of opposite from each other. And it's been really interesting. We've been together for almost 11 years. So we've had a lot of osmosis through our personalities on each other, but I'm an Enneagram seven. So that means I'm extremely driven by the process of joy and fun and fulfillment in pursuit of the goal, but I can be a little bit scattered right? And he's an Enneagram three. So he's extremely driven by the end goal, the achievement, the accolade, and he can get so laser focused, he can miss out on some joy in the process. And honestly, if you don't know what Enneagram is, Google it. It's a really interesting personality test where you essentially get a number from one to nine that correlates to how you're motivated. It's so insightful and so accurate. And it's helped us a ton in our relationship and my relationships with other people. I even did have an Enneagram expert on the podcast, so I'll link that in the show notes. But beside the point about Enneagram, I just think it's really interesting that we are motivated. Sina and I are motivated in completely different ways. So I've got some insight into two very different ways to get yourself to take action that I want to share. So first, I want to talk about getting yourself excited about the process, which is my natural strength. And then I want to focus on getting yourself excited about the end goal or the results, which is seen as natural strength. So getting yourself excited about the process. Essentially, this involves asking yourself, how can I get more emotionally invested in the day-to-day to make the process towards getting where I want to go more fun, more fulfilling, um, more enjoyable, right? Another good question to ask if this is something that you're working on is, how can I create more accountability to make sure that I'm loving the pursuit of getting to my goal, that I'm making this process more enjoyable? 
And as you know, what we think about determines how we feel. And in turn, that drives our actions and our behaviors. So the questions that we're asking ourselves really do matter. And even if they're kind of simple questions that get you excited, it's important to create the behaviors of asking those questions over and over again to kind of reframe your brain. So I ask myself, how can I make this activity more fun? What can I incorporate that's going to make me have a better experience doing this? And honestly, I think it's important to even ask yourself, what do you enjoy most in life? And how can you weave some of that into the process of working toward your goals? And it could be really simple things that pump you up like dance parties or random little mini celebrations. And I think it's just really important to incorporate that in the day-to-day. So some things that I do when I'm doing a task that's like kind of mundane or just like dry or boring, I'll set a timer on my phone going backwards because I'm weird. I'll pick like a random number, like 22 minutes going backwards. And when the timer goes off, then I get to get up and celebrate and like shake my butt or like go outside or do something random. And obviously in an office environment, it might be weird to like get up and like shake your butt in the middle of your office. But if you want to do that, you do you girl. But honestly, I think incorporating those mini celebrations will really help you make the process more fun. And you're giving yourself an excitement deposit and a confidence deposit into your bucket. And over time, that repetition just makes you more excited about life and more confident in the direction of where you're going. Right? So Another thing to think about in this is asking yourself, how does the most excited, joyful version of me feel? How does she show up in the world? And if you don't know straight out the gates, like what it feels like to be excited, when was the last time that you had fun or laughed so hard that you almost like peed yourself? Why was it so fun? Can you visualize a specific experience um, that you were having a lot of joy were you, what were you doing? Who are you with? Is there anything that occurred back during that experience that you can incorporate more in your day-to-day life so that you can enjoy your days more? Because if you're a happier human, you're going to build that confidence and confidence plus excitement is going to help you find joy in the process towards chasing your dreams, which really freaking matters. couple more tips about falling in love with the process. Like I said, making the mundane more fun. So something that doesn't require you to think a lot combined with something that makes you smile, right? Like a dance party while you're doing laundry or listening to a fun podcast while you're unloading the dishwasher, legit smiling more, which I realize sounds like super trivial, but have you ever noticed that if you smile more, people smile back at you and then you all of a sudden are perceiving the world to be happier because more people are smiling at you, but you were the one that controlled that because you smiled first, right? Build a killer playlist or follow the Empower Her podcast playlist. If you didn't know, we have a public Spotify playlist that you can just go follow and there's fun songs on there just to get you pumped up. Schedule play into your calendar, something to look forward to that you're really excited about that you can just visualize for the future. That's going to help you enjoy your day-to-day because you've got something that you're excited about. Scheduling time for your people, especially the ones that just make you smile or like laugh so hard you actually pee. Get yourself a mini trampoline for real. I mean, I know that's kind of random, but that is really fun. I was just looking over at my mini trampoline in my office. Okay, so that's enough about falling in love with the process. Let's move on to Cena's natural strength, something that I've really learned through him through osmosis, which is getting yourself excited 
or pumped up about the end goal or the results. Because this is so freaking important. You can be the happiest person ever and very joyful, but if you're running around like a drunk squirrel, you're not going to achieve your goals because you aren't focused on where you're going. And as humans, we love progress. So we do have to have goals that we're working towards. Otherwise, we're just kind of floundering around, right? So this process of getting yourself excited about the end goal requires visualizing future you as the person who has achieved the goal. And that is so important. And Sina is legit like a ninja at this. So questions that you would be asking yourself if you're focusing on the future you is, is it pain avoidance or pleasure that drives you more for this particular goal? So let me explain that a little bit more. When you think about future you who has accomplished the goal that you've set, whether that's in your career, your business, and your health and fitness goals, did you avoid a ton of pain? Like the pain of sitting on the sidelines watching your kids play in the pool because you were uncomfortable with your body and you just know how painful that feels. Or did you get to have so much freaking joy? Maybe you're motivated by joy where you can visualize yourself like cannonballing in your bikini with your three-year-old. I don't know what drives you, but often for each goal, it's either avoiding pain or extreme joy or pleasure, right? So really letting yourself feel the feels of that pain avoidance, like how much it would suck if you had that pain or how freaking awesome it would be if you had that joy. Because girl, when's the last time that you cranked up the volume on your own vision? And I think sometimes tapping into pain or joy is a really awesome way to do that that can really tie it to an emotional feeling in your body. But cranking up the volume on your vision of what's possible, instead of being so damn rational, letting yourself dream a little bit bigger, like the dreams that you had when you were a little girl, when the world wasn't trying to shove you in a box, or in Cena's case, a little boy, right? What were those things that you wanted to do before someone told you that you couldn't, or before you were worried about what other people thought about you? And again, as you know, how we think determines how we feel, which in turn drives our actions and our behaviors. So the questions that you're asking yourself, if you're trying to get focused on that end goal, that really matters. So questions that Zena naturally kind of asks himself to get pumped up are, how's it going to feel when you get to your end goal? Who's around you? What are those people saying? What opportunities do you have now that you wouldn't have had if you didn't work hard to accomplish that goal? How proud are you of yourself that you are an achiever, that you accomplished something, that you proved to yourself that you could do it? Or an interesting flip of that is who did you prove wrong that said that you couldn't or didn't believe in you? Cena has a little bit more of this like chip on his shoulder that's natural for an Enneagram 3 to kind of like prove people wrong that maybe doubted him. And boy, is that powerful if you've got that chip on your shoulder type personality. It's not something to shy away from or not be proud of. It's something to utilize to help propel you forward. And a couple of other tips that I think are really great for people that are trying to focus on falling in love with that end goal and achievement is vision boards to remind you of where you're going or changing phone screens or computer screens or putting notes on your mirror or in your office to have it in front of you in your face of like what you're working towards so that you can tie that emotion to why it matters. Having these like future conversations with your significant other, if that if that's applicable. Sina and I often talk about what our future is going to feel like. And he's really helped me get focused on where I'm going, enjoying the process, which is natural to me, but getting focused on what it's going to feel like when I'm the person who's achieved that goal. And that really helps me stay rooted in why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? 
Uh, maybe you are someone who really needs to get it all out on pen and paper, journaling it just so you can really put yourself there as that person who's achieved that goal, writing out your goals in present tense so you can really get yourself there. And honestly, at the end of the day, I think it's this like yin and yang type of balance in that ultimately either the process or the end goal is naturally going to drive you a little bit more or is naturally going to be an easier strength for you to adopt. But both of them are equally important. I can't just focus on the day-to-day joy. Otherwise, like I said before, I'm like dancing around like a drunk squirrel with no direction. And I'm not getting the fulfillment that comes from driving towards an end goal and seeing the progress that's measurable that I can really look at and feel proud of myself for where I'm going. I'm just too focused on the day-to-day if I don't have that long-term vision. And with Cena, he can't just focus on the end goal. Otherwise, he's literally not enjoying the day-to-day, just waiting to be happy once he arrives somewhere. So I think it's been this double down on our strengths and understand how important they are, but also learn through our weaknesses um, from each other that osmosis is so powerful. So for you, I challenge you to maybe incorporate both. Maybe you are someone who is like me that you you really are able to find that joy in the process. Well, maybe you need to focus a little bit more on what's the next goal and how can you visualize yourself being the person that's accomplished that goal and what it's going to feel like when you get there. Maybe you get really laser focused on the end goal and that's awesome too, but how can you enjoy the process? Because I really do think both are so crucial and I'm a huge proponent of falling in love with the process rather than what the process can produce. But that being said, there's like a little disclaimer there that if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there and you're missing a huge opportunity to build confidence in yourself and to inspire people with your vision if you don't know where you're going. Of course, that's going to change as you progress and grow as a human. But having that micro goal and that macro vision, that dance is so freaking important. And honestly, at the end of the day, remember that the people out there that are crushing their goals, they aren't like magical unicorns. They're just creating better environments around them physically and in their head with the questions that they're asking themselves and the way that they're visualizing their future and the way that they're showing up in their day-to-day that are serving them. And what's so cool about that is that's in your hands, right? You can intentionally focus on how to love the process and get crystal clear on the goal that you're trying to work towards because you've got one shot here one life in which you're going to do everything that you've ever done. So we've got to get out of our own damn way and stop making excuses that we don't have the tools. It's never a lack of resources. It's simply just a lack of resourcefulness. So when you own it, you can do something about it and you can show up living full out. And boy, is that going to be a wonderful ride, right? I'll talk to you soon, girl. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.